Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, and I've used my Move the Ball system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize the same tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. Jen Garrett here. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. I'm glad you're here with us today. This podcast is all about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. And I'm just going to throw it out there that if you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your platform of choice so that you never miss an episode. All right, so we are getting closer to the football season starting back up. NFL preseason is just a few days away, and you know that I'm pretty excited for game day. Of course, I've spent a lot of time the last few months working with a bunch of guys in the league, and I'm ready to see them suit up, show up, and move the ball. And yes, I am also counting down for college football to start as well. Most of you know that I am a Bama alum, so SEC football is something I'm really excited for. And guys who've been on the show before who are SEC guys are probably going to be rolling their eyes because they know they'll be getting lots of texts from me pretty soon. So let's get into today's episode. I've got a special guest with us today inside the huddle and ready to help us move the ball is Jalen McCluskey. Jalen is an NFL wide receiver who currently plays for the New Orleans Saints. He was originally signed by the Atlanta Falcons as an undrafted free agent in 2020. And prior to the NFL, he played college football at both Oklahoma State and Tulane. During his college football career, Jalen posted career totals of 2,446 receiving yards and 21 touchdowns in 56 games. Jalen, welcome to the show. How you doing? Good to be here. Well, I'm glad that you're here with us today. Thank you so much for the time. And I'm really just excited to get into today's episode. So where I want to kick off our conversation is let's talk about your football journey. Your dad, JJ McCluskey, played in the league. But tell us about how did you get into football? Like, what was your first introduction to the sport? Actually, when like I was younger, when we were still living in the world before Katrina, I played at Goretti Park, uh, Little League Football. And uh, actually, I didn't like football. My first year playing football, I didn't like it. I finished, my, my dad made me finish out the year. And then up until, all the way until like my fourth grade year, or not fourth grade, yeah, fourth, fifth grade year, I just played basketball and baseball. We were, we were in the gym all the time. You know, we were always playing basketball. So I didn't really play football again, like for real, until like fourth or fifth grade. And what was it that got you back into the sport? I don't know. The guys, like when I was in middle school, the my friends would just be talking at lunch about how they played for the little league, uh, for the rec team and stuff like that, and how they played each other and stuff like that. And I was just like, that sounds fun. I kind of want to, you know, get back into it. And uh, I mean, I got back into it and it was all she wrote after that. Sure. And, you know, something that a lot of listeners know is I fell in love with the game of football at the age of four. And there were so many things that I just took away from the sport being a student of the game. As you look back on your journey with football, can you share some of the lessons that being a competitive athlete, not just playing football, but basketball as well, what has being a competitive athlete really taught you and helped you to be successful? Just that if if you put the work in and you know, you know what you got to do, then you can accomplish anything. So you can, all the stuff that I've learned from football and just playing sports, I can take that to, you know, off the field stuff, you know, working, just, you know, Knowing that you can only control what you can control, that like if you can't control it, then you might as well just put your head down and work and, you know, 
God's always going to have things work out, you know, keeping him first. And so just work, just always put in the work, keep God first. And, you know, most of the time, uh, good things will happen. Absolutely. Yes. I firmly believe in both of those things, working hard. And all, one of my favorite quotes is to always walk in faith and not by sight. And so that really means, you know, don't get caught up in the day to day, but just keep, you know, keep doing what you're supposed to do, be doing and things will work out the way they do. And trust the process is always one of my other favorite quotes. So I mentioned when I read your bio that you started off playing college football at Oklahoma State. In your time there, you had 167 catches for 1,865 yards, 17 touchdowns. Talk to us about what was your time playing at Oklahoma State like, and is there a game that was really memorable for you there? Playing at Oklahoma State was real fun. You know, I enjoyed playing there. You know, I went there for three and a half years, four years. So, you know, all my all my best friends, teammates at Oklahoma State, still talk to them. It was just it, the atmosphere out there was so fun, playing in Boom Chicken Stadium. Uh, doing the walk stuff like that it was always fun every weekend to get to do that and probably one of my most memorable games for me one of the my sophomore year against Pittsburgh we we scored like 56 points in the first half on them and uh, I I had in the first half I had like seven catches something like that for like 167 or 163 and three touchdowns so that was a real memorable game for me. But another one was my freshman year against West Virginia. We played them at West Virginia, and we played them uh, at night. And that was probably one of the funnest games I've ever played in. It was it was a real live atmosphere. We went to overtime, and we ended up winning. So that was probably one of the funnest games I've ever played in. Oh, sounds like fun. And so on the flip side, I mean, football also, it's about celebrating wins but learning from losses as well. And it helps you, you know, overcome adversity. And there's just so many things that, that football can teach to kind of navigate through life as well. So can you share with us a time where things didn't go so well, how you handled it and how you bounced back? You just mean in general or uh, at Oklahoma State? Either, either football or, or just life, either whatever you yeah. want to take it. Well, I mean, a good a recent example was just like with all this COVID stuff, that was hard to kind of like when I was coming back from Atlanta, I was I was kind of down a little bit, not going to lie. But just my, my family helped me just realize that God does everything for a reason. And, you know, maybe through like this point in time, that wasn't my plan. And so, you know, I, after, you know, a little bit, I just kind of started realizing, yeah, yeah, that probably wasn't like a fit for me. God probably had a different plan for me. So, I mean, that really just kept me motivated to just keep going, working out every day even though that, you know, I wasn't on a team at the time. So I feel like just knowing that God's always going to have a plan and whatever what, what he knows what's best for you and that he's going to make that happen. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit more because, I mean, as you know, we've talked about another guy that uh, was with you at the Falcons, Ro Ferris, who is, uh, he's my guy. I absolutely adore Ro. And I'm um, glad to see him up here in Chicago suiting up as well. But talk to us about, so you're not playing for the team. Between when you sign your free agent contract with the Saints and leaving the Falcons, like how did you stay motivated? How did you keep going? What kept you connected and just wanting to continue on the journey? Well, especially having a dad who played in the league and, you know, he knows, he knows guys uh, that he played with and stuff like that. And they, they would just always say, like, you're you're good enough to play. Like, you can, you know, obviously COVID was a, like, I didn't even get to have my pro day with COVID. Like, our pro day got canceled for two lanes. So I didn't get to, 
I had a virtual pro day, but, you know, nobody knows how serious the scouts really took those and if they really looked at them or not. So that, you know, I, I, like it was a, it was a weird time and I never really got a true opportunity to show what I got to do at pro day. So just working every day, hoping that, you know, maybe I'll get another shot to run a 40 14 or maybe two length, like, like they did two length. A coach Fritz allowed us to come back to two length pro day this past year and let the guys who pro day got canceled that we got to participate in it. So just getting up, just working until I get another opportunity. Yeah, so let's talk about last year's pro day. So like many other schools, Tulane canceled their pro day. And so you had to kind of do your own thing, right? And so you could get some film, do do the drills. And so you actually ran a 4-2-8-40, I believe, right? Last year when, uh, and so, but talk to us about like, when pro day was canceled, like how obviously that's devastating to not have that opportunity, but talk to us about the game plan. Part of part of football, part of life is adjustments, right? You gotta have to adapt and adjust as things happen on and off the field. So talk to us about like right after Tulane announced that they were canceling their pro day, kind of take us through the next uh, the next few days and you doing those drills. Well, when they can't, when we canceled pro day, it, we were just trying to get a me and my dad were just trying to get a game plan together on what we would do. And like we we started kind of seeing like third party organizations kind of have like little pro day stuff where like they either like did it on like live or something or they recorded everything. So we we didn't have a big group like that. We had like a few guys who pro day got canceled, but basically my dad got people that could come in and that could do the drill, like time us in the drills and stuff like that. We just found people who could do that, and then we just went out there and we just recorded us doing all the drills. We did height, weight, all that stuff, everything you would do at a normal pro day. We just kind of did everything. And then uh, my agent just sent it out to all the teams. And how was it like for you? I mean, like one of the things about pro days is you feed on the energy mm-hmm. of the people around you. You have, you know, people cheering you on, yep. pushing you. And in this case, you didn't have them. I mean, you had the people that were recording you, right? But it's a different vibe. So how was that for you? And how did you kind of just stay locked in and, and try to perform at your best in that circumstance? It, it was definitely different. But at the at the time, I didn't really realize how big of a difference it was because I never had a pro day. Like I, I went to go to I went to Oklahoma State's pro days when I used to see like the guys used to come out and I used to go watch them. But like I never was like actually the one running the forty and stuff like that. And so I, so it was a huge difference. So coming from like when we actually got to do Tulane's pro day and it wasn't even like open to the public. It was just like the other guys that I played with at Tulane that were there that we were just cheering each other on. There's usually like at least like your parents or something can come. But uh, it was just the guys cheering each other on. And that was like a huge, that was just a huge adrenaline boost compared to when we just recorded it. And it was just kind of like, we were just out there just kind of trying to get a time down, trying to get stuff sent out. Sure. And how much did your dad play in your success thus far? I mean, your dad played defensive back, so he was on the other side of the ball. But uh, obviously coming from the league and playing college ball, and he has a great story too. I guess how much of an influence has he played in your football career so far? He played a big influence. I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Actually, at Tennessee, he would always switch between like offense and defense, receiver and DB. So he he can he can teach a receiver like he was a receiver coach, and so he so that's so just being able to get both sides. You know he knows what DBs are getting taught, so he can help me out with what the DBs are getting taught, how they're playing their leverage stuff like that, how I need to attack the leverage, and just just all the other just all the other little information that other guys might not have that he knew. 
like just being big on special teams. Like that's how he made it in the league for the yeah. special teams. So like going into college, I already knew a lot of times that's like a big thing for guys when they get into the league, knowing they have to play special teams. I already knew like I, I didn't play special teams that much in college besides like being a returner just because I played a lot on offense, but it wasn't because I couldn't. So just being able to do that, showing that you can just be more, you can be useful in more ways than just being a receiver. And just little, like, bringing guys in. Because he used to own a training facility when I was in high school. And so we used to always go there. All the top guys used to come in there and work out and stuff like that. And he used to bring in, like, guys like Aeneas Williams used to come in and work out with Tyron Hughes. Uh, used to come in, uh, help me out on punt return and stuff like that. And so just just little information like that that you probably wouldn't get with just anybody, the connections he has and the knowledge he has. Sure. I'm glad you mentioned, I was smiling when you mentioned Tyrone Hughes, because I love Tyrone. He's my guy. He's awesome. So shout out to T. Hughes as well. So is there anything that your dad, like a piece of advice that your dad shared with you that has kind of always stuck with you? Just always have that dog in you, you know, especially, you know, being, you know, we're not the, he, he wasn't the biggest either. I'm not the biggest. But I mean, always work hard, you know, don't let anybody outwork you and always have that dog in you. And, you know, that's what that's what I try to do. I, you know, I don't let anybody outwork me. I always make sure that I'm getting it in. It just it, honestly, it feels weird if I don't if I don't get it working out for the day. It, it like it feels weird. I can't enjoy my day for real. So uh, so I always make sure I get a workout in just working hard and just knowing that all the work that I'm doing, this is what got me here and to keep doing it. Sure. Absolutely. And what is it like? So you finished your college career at Tulane. Your dad also coached at Tulane. He was a secondary coach. What was it like having dad there, you know, on the day to day? I mean, it was cool uh, being able to see him every day because, you know, being at Oklahoma State, I only really got to see him when they used to come in for the game because we didn't really get that much time off. And we got like two weeks in the summer. That's about it. So being able to see him every day and uh, he would always help like watch film and like always help me like what I was doing wrong, like in practice, stuff like that, what I need to work on. And uh, it was actually hard on him because funny, like the first few days we were doing one-on-ones and stuff, it was kind of hard on him because he, he was trying to coach his DBs up, but like he was also trying to like watch me. He wasn't trying to like, uh, he was trying to make sure his DBs were doing good still and Coach Fritz had to kind of tell him like, hey, you know, you got to uh, still hype up your DBs if they do something against Jalen. And so he was just like, that was, that was kind of hard at first, but it was fun being able to see him every day and see him out there. Oh, sure. It's, I'm sure it's neat to be able to connect with your dad, who obviously loves the sport just as much as, as you do and kind of talk about things and you can have he can hold you accountable, push you, champion you all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So let's talk. I mentioned when I open the show, you know, we're getting closer to the season. So, you know, talk to us about what have you been doing in the off season? I know you've been training there at uh, GLS North Shore. So I'll give a shout out to them as well. Great coaches there. Talk to us about what have you really been working on? Just been working on staying, making sure I'm in shape. You know, it, it's kind of, it's kind of easier for me because I live in Louisiana year round. Like I'm, I've been here working out out here. So like the weather is, it's not really a biggest adjustment for me as like other guys who have to come into town, but just making sure you're in shape because once August hit, once camp hit and you in them pads, the humidity, all that stuff, you, you better be in shape for real and just get in the playbook, making sure that I, that, you know, I have the playbook down, you know, obviously doing my footwork, stuff like that, receiver drills, working on coming on my cut, catching passes, making sure I'm healthy, getting stronger, you know, all that stuff. But the main thing for a receiver definitely coming into camp is just making sure you're in shape. Sure. And what is it about you that you think is going to really help you excel in the league? 
just the ability to use my speed and uh, my route running. A lot of guys, the notion on a lot of fast guys is that they can't catch. And my ability to catch, my college career, I'm pretty sure I had like over 200 catches and like seven drops. So just showing that, you know, I have the speed, I have the 4-2, 4-3 speed, and I can, and also I'm a consistent catcher in my route running, you know, just being able to get, up, get in and out of my breaks at my speed and uh, knowing how to play with my speed, stuff like that. So I feel like my versatility in those ways will really help me out. And what are you most excited about for the upcoming season? Man, just to really get back on the field. It's been a long time since I had getting to have getting back into practice and then having these preseason games. You know, our preseason games got canceled last year also. So I haven't even played in a in a, like a, even an NFL game, like preseason games. So just being able to get that experience, get back into practice, being able to get back on the field and do what I love to do. And one of the things I ask a number of guys who played in the league for a while, I mean, the, the, I'm sure you know the average NFL career is pretty short, two years. And so, you know, those that are fortunate to play five, 10 plus years, I'll ask them, you know, what is it that helped ensure your success in the league? And, and one of them, or one of the common answers is that they align themselves with veterans so they can learn from other people, right, on what to do, what not to do, that kind of thing. So is there anybody, I mean, you have your dad, obviously, to to help guide you, but are there any other players down there, either with the Saints or, I know there's a lot of guys training down in uh, New Orleans area that uh, you've kind of aligned yourself with? I just I just kind of pick my, uh, pick anybody's brains who I might, like, come across with, you know, obviously my dad, and uh, I was with Atlanta, you know, Julio, all them guys, Calvin, really, they did a great job. You know, they do a great job of coaching you up, you know, helping you out and stuff like that. And then, like, GLS, I trained with, like, Daryl Williams, uh, running back for Kansas City, mm-hmm. Nate Evans, all them guys. You know, they, they've been in the league for a year. Daryl been in the league for a few years now. You know, I'll just ask them questions that uh, come to my head whenever I have them, see what they have to say. Also, my teammates from Oklahoma State, you know, James Washington, Marcel Aitman, Chris Lacey, Tyron Johnson, they all been in the league. And so just picking their brains whenever I have a question, you know, I can always hit them up and they'll always respond. So, and just having that connection and then just knowing I have my dad and then he has the connections he has. So whenever I have a question, you know, I always have someone I need to talk to like Chuck Smith, mm-hmm. the lineman played for Atlanta. But when I signed with Atlanta, he talked to me and he was just telling me yeah, and helping me out with stuff like that. So just the different guys that my dad knows and then uh, my teammates that I played with and worked out with, you know, they'll always help me out too. Oh, that's great. You've got a great group of, uh, a great circle there to lean on. And I especially like that you brought up Calvin and Julio, obviously being a Bama girl, those uh, those two guys are people I love watching play. Um, and I'm excited to see Julio in, in Tennessee. I got some guys that just got picked up yeah. by the Titans. So it should be an interesting season for them, for sure. So what I want to do now is, Jalen, I want to walk through my two-minute drill and ask you just just some fun questions. Are you ready? Okay. Yep, I'm ready. Okay. My first question is, what did you want to be when you were 10 years old? I wanted to be an NBA player, actually. I I really played basketball. Like I didn't play football that much. And so we were in the gym all the time playing basketball and uh, working on my game, stuff like that. So I really wanted to play basketball. What position did you play? Point guard, shooting guard. Okay. There, I wasn't. No, I wasn't tall, so I was. I was handling the ball. Gotcha. I played point too, so I feel I'm. I'm a shorty, so I feel you there. How about next question? Is who would play you in a movie about your life? I'd have to say Will Smith. It's a good choice. Yeah, everybody. Everybody says like I have the kind of like a box cut kind of. So everybody says I kind of look like Will Smith. I can see that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next question is: What is your favorite vacation spot? I have to say the Bahamas. 
the last time we went on vacation, like uh, we went to the Bahamas and uh, that, that was probably my best spot. I, I don't really go on vacation that much. I don't really get a chance to just because I'm always busy for the most part. Sure. Um, how about what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Vanilla. I'm pretty plain, <laughs> but vanilla is my favorite flavor. Plain vanilla, vanilla bean, French vanilla, nah, just plain, plain vanilla. Plain, plain vanilla. Okay. Next question is, what is a pet peeve of yours? People who just don't mind their business, for real. Stay, just stay in your lane. You know, if it really doesn't affect you that much, then there's really no reason to trip about it. And so that's probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Those are the drama people. Yeah. All right. How about what book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? Uh, I've been uh, I Am Athlete with uh, Ocho Cinco and all them. I usually try to catch that when uh, that comes on. I really like listening to them. Oh, that's a good show. And the last question is you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three mm-hmm. famous people. Who would you choose and why? And they can be living or deceased. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'll choose Jerry Rice because I just want to pick his brain about football, see what kind of stuff he did and uh, what he felt helped him be successful. Another person would be LeBron James, just because, one, LeBron is my favorite basketball player. And I just want to pick his brain just about, just in general, anything. You know, he's a a businessman. He does uh, great stuff around the community in all aspects. He really does great things. So I just want to pick his brain, see what he has to say. And then the last person I'd have to say is Barack Obama, because I would just also want to, you know, just and and those are just three guys I would just want to meet, just because they would be cool people to meet also and uh, chop it up with. Sure. That sounds like a great dinner party. So let me ask you this question. So I do a path to the draft series before the NFL draft each year, and I do a two minute drill with some different questions. So I'm going to ask you a couple Mm -hmm. questions of that uh, drill to close the show. The first one is what is your favorite football movie? Favorite football movie? Oh, probably. uh, I have it might be a gridiron game. Okay. No one said that before. Okay, good choice. And then um, another question I want to ask is, what's the best piece of advice that a coach has given you? Best piece of advice that a coach has given me? Honestly, I'd have to say Coach Gundy. Coach Gundy used to always tell us all the time, control what you can control. Whenever, like, if we would have a game coming up and, like, it was about to be raining or something like that, it would just be like, we can't control the weather. All we can do is go out there and execute. And I feel like I kind of took that just the everyday life, like control what I can control. If I can't really control it, there's really no reason to, you know, there's there's no point on talking about it or anything because it's not going to make it any better. So that, you know, I feel like I just take that and it's like, if I can't control it, I'm just going to keep working and I'm going to, I'm going to let God handle it. That's a great piece of advice. Cause I feel like so many people get caught up in the day to day and the things that they cannot control especially with everything that's gone on in the past year and a half with all this covid chaos and and other Mm -hmm. things and so you just kind of have to stay locked in and focus on what you can control instead of worrying about the rest and my last question is going to be what is the best piece of advice that you would give somebody that i'll give somebody i would especially for a high school for a high school player go where you're appreciated not tolerated I feel like a lot of guys get caught up in like the name of the school or like if it's power five, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And none of that, none of that stuff really matters for real. You know, if you, if you go out there and work and you, you know, you do what you're supposed to do, you know, scouts are going to find you. So like go where, don't, don't get caught up in the name of the school, you know, go where you're, you know, they, they really want you, they appreciate you. And now we're just going to be 
like, you know, another number. Yeah, I was just talking with uh, Coach said He uh, is the head coach at Delaware State. And we were talking about how times have changed, too, with social media and everything. I mean, you can go play anywhere because they, to your point, they will find you. So if you if you can perform, it doesn't much matter. Yeah, yeah, especially, yeah, especially with, like, social media and stuff like that. You know, film, film is going to get to the scouts. So, you know, go where, you know, the coaches, you know, want to use your skill set in the, in, you know, that will help you and they want to help you get better and become a better person. That's a great, great piece of advice. Thank you for bringing that up. So, Jalen, as we look to close the show, tell people where can they continue to follow you on your journey? Where are you at on social media? On Twitter, I am Lil Show 2, L-I-L-S-H-O 2. And on Instagram, I'm Lil Show underscore 2. And uh, you can give me a follow on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, that's where I'd be. Okay, perfect. And we'll be sure to put those in the show notes so people can follow you on your journey. Well, Jalen, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks for having me. It's been good chatting with you too. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's episode. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.